Thank you so much. We're going to begin a new series of messages entitled, People Need People. I'm going to preach today about people need compassion. Then I'm going to talk about people need community. Then I'm going to talk about people need a cheerleader. Then I'm going to talk about people need a coach. And then I'm going to talk about people need a cadet. Because people need people. Amen? No man's an island. No woman's an island. We need one another. It's just that simple. I love the story. Johnny said, I'm scared. His mother said, you're fine, Johnny. Jesus is sleeping with you. He said, no, no, you don't understand, Mama. I need somebody with skin on. Sometimes we need somebody with skin on. Amen? And uh, so we're going to talk about people need people. I want you to take your Bible, iPad, iPhone, whatever you have. We're going to go to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16 and I'm going to call your attention to verse 3 of Romans 16. Notice what the Scripture says. It says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. This was a husband and wife that were such an asset. They were fellow tent makers, just like Apostle Paul. And they were helpful to him in the ministry. Who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Ephanetus, who is the firstfruits of Achaia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Salute Andronicus and Juno, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, or they were a big deal among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. I want to take just a few moments and I want to talk to you about people need compassion. People need compassion. I'm a sports fan, always have been. I grew up as a young boy rooting for a basketball team called the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics. And they had a coach at one time by the name of Casey Jones. He had a player on his team by the name of Kevin McHale. And Kevin McHale noticed this great coach, K.C. Jones, and he noticed every time that he hit the game-winning shot and they won the game, Coach Jones never said a word. But he noticed if he missed the game-winning shot and they lost the game, Coach Jones was the first one there. And he would always say, you'll get it next time. Don't get down. Get your head up. We're going to be okay. There's another game tomorrow. Just keep, keep up. And finally, he went to him. And he said, Coach Jones, I don't understand it. Sometimes I've hit the game-winning shot and won the game, and I never hear from you. But when I miss the shot, you're the first one and many times the only one who comes to me. Why do you do it that way? And Coach Jones said this. He said, Kevin, when you hit the game-winning shot, you've got 15,000 fans cheering for you. He said, Kevin, when you hit the game-winning shot, the reporters are running at you with a microphone. He said, Kevin, when you hit the game-winning shot, you've got 15 teammates giving you a high five. But he said, Kevin, when you miss the shot and lose the game, you feel like you don't have a friend in the world, and you're the loneliest guy on earth. And he said, I know that's when you need a friend. And that's when you need compassion more than at any other time. Let me tell you something. 
If you live long enough, I can promise you this. There'll come that time in your life when you will need compassion. They will come that time in your life when you will need somebody just to love you unconditionally. Now, if there was a man in the Bible that was loved, if there was a man that was loved by the Christian church, it would be the great apostle Paul. In our text verses that we read here in Romans chapter 16, in verse 3, it literally talks about how Priscilla and Aquila, 3 and 4, how they put their necks on the line. They literally risked their necks for the great apostle Paul. And then if you read in the book of Acts, where Paul left the church at Ephesus, he was leaving. He was resigning a church, much like a preacher I heard about one time who got up and he was going to resign his church. And he said, my friend Jesus led me here. My friend Jesus has guided me all my ministry here. But he said, now my friend Jesus is leading me away and I must resign. He said, we're going to close this service with a song. And the worship leader got up and led the congregation in. What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't a case like that. When Paul left the church at Ephesus, it said they wept sore. And literally, they fell on his neck and kissed him. So I studied this man's life. And I wondered, why did the people love Paul so much? And then I've come to this conclusion, folks. Now, hold on because this is deep. Hold on. People love Paul because Paul loved people. People love Paul because Paul loved people. People love people who love people because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And Paul penned the book of Romans. He was actually at Corinth. He hadn't been to Rome yet. And when he wrote this book, he addressed 27 different people. Because Paul understood something that some of you businessmen have never understood. Some of you businessmen think you're in the fuel business. Some of you think you're in the tire business. Some of you think you're in the banking business. Some of you think you're in the education, academic business. Some of you think you're in the production business. But here's what I want you to understand. You're not in any of that. We're all in the people business. We're all in the people business. I was in the restroom and a guy walked in. He said, wow. I said, yeah, I come to the restroom too. He said, how neat to be in here with you. <laughs> and I said, friend, let me explain something to you. Without you here today, sir, there's no need for me. Without you folks, there's no need for me. No, 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 no. See, great preachers don't build great churches. Great churches build great preachers. It was a wonderful day in my life when I realized I'm not an eagle in a hummingbird's nest. I'm a hummingbird in an eagle's nest. And what really matters is people. What really matters is people. It's about people. 
Now, here's what blew my mind. I began to think about Paul and how Paul showed compassion to people. And I thought, how did Paul do it? I, I want to learn from him. How did he do it? Now, there's three things that Paul did. And, folks, good thing we can all get our pail under his well, and we can all learn from Paul, and it's right in the, it's right in the Word of God. The first thing I want you to see about Paul is Paul acknowledged people. Paul acknowledged people. See, if you look at Romans chapter 16, he wrote, he addressed it to 27 different people. You know what I know about all people? All people want to be acknowledged. Everybody wants to be acknowledged. Mary Kay Ash was correct. Mary Kay Ash said, we've all got an invisible necklace around our necks. And it says, make me feel good about myself. Make me feel good about myself. 1980, Crowley, Louisiana, in a Walmart, they was having a lot of shoplifting. And the manager there was a lady. And she said, I believe I can deter the shoplifting. I'm going to put somebody at the front door. I'm going to put somebody at the front door as a deterrent to shoplifting. Sam Walton happened to visit that store. And the owner of Walmart walked in, and this lady said, welcome to Walmart. And that happens to me. Barbara and I go, and they say, welcome to Walmart. And I always say, it's so good to be here. And Barbara says, you're not supposed to say anything. You don't have to do that. But I say, it's good to be here. But Sam Walton made that visit because a greeter had been established as a deterrent to shoplifting, but he said, I like that. And he put a greeter in every store he had because Sam Walton realized something, ladies and gentlemen. All people want to be acknowledged. Everybody, I want to be, you want to be, we all want to be acknowledged. Now, now, how do we acknowledge people? What, what's wonderful, Paul tells us. Number one, we acknowledge people by name. I mean, literally, and folks, Andronicus, <laughs> Trifena, Trifusa, what about, I mean, this wasn't Bill and John. These were some tough names. But Paul acknowledged everybody by name because he understood what 3 John 1 and 14 says. Greet thy friends by name. You know, I've been to Boston a few times and not a lot because they can't understand me up there. But I've been a few times, and every time we go, every time Barbara and Savannah and I go to Boston, we always have a meal at a bar. Don't you tell anybody. We always have a meal at a bar, and the name of the bar is Cheers. Cheers. Every time we go. And Savannah said, Dad, did you ever watch Cheers? I said, no. I never watched one episode. So, Dad, you never watch one episode, but we come here 
and have a meal. Why do you do that? I said, baby, I never watched it, but there was a song that came on before the program. And, 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 and here was the song. I may just sing it, but here was the song. <laughs> the song was, Sometimes You Want to Go Where Everybody Knows Your Name, and They're Always Glad You Came. Sometimes You Want to Go where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. You know, how do we, how do we acknowledge people? We just acknowledge them by name. You say, I can't remember names. You remember the name of that guy that owes you $500? Yeah, you know, I can't remember the name of that cat who uh, shasted me for $500. No, no, you remember his name? You can remember names if you really want to, folks. So we, Paul said, you acknowledge people by name. But I think there's a second way Paul said you acknowledge people. He said you acknowledge people by embracing. Now, look what he said in Romans 16 and 16. Right here, he's talking to these. He said, salute one another with a holy kiss. Men, I don't need that. <laughs> hey, I, I got one more than that. Barbara said, women, he don't need that. <laughs> now, this was a Roman culture, and that was the culture, folks. It would be equivalent today to a handshake. It would be equivalent today to an appropriate hug. An appropriate hug. You know, I remember years ago, I was counseling a couple, and the lady came in. She was so dejected. I mean, she was dejected. She was just despondent. And they were sitting in front of me. And by the way, folks, I, I, I don't do, I'm a terrible counselor. Don't, don't, I, if, if I needed counseling, if I was suicidal, I wouldn't see myself. I'm terrible. No, no, no. We got a great counseling department, and I am not it. Amen? I am just not it. A man who wants to talk as much as I do, you don't need to see as a counselor. No, 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 no. Counselor needs to be able to listen, and all I want to do is talk, 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 talk. Amen? Talk, talk, talk. Anyway. I'm not the man. But I was counseling back then. And this woman was so dejected. And I just got up out of my desk. And I walked over and I gave her a big hug. And her countenance lifted. And we went on in the session. And I got back up and I walked over and I gave her a big hug. She was smiling. And I said to that husband, I said, every day, brother. Every day. He said, you want me to bring her in or you want to come to the house? <laughs> so we acknowledge people by name. Ladies and gentlemen, we acknowledge people by embracing, embracing but we acknowledge people by looking them in the eye. By looking people in the eye. I think it says something. It says, I'm interested in you. It says, I care. It says, I want to understand. It says, you're valuable. See, folks, listen. If we're going to give people compassion, and everybody needs compassion, 
You've got to acknowledge people. But I think there's a second thing you've got to do. You've got to appreciate people. You've got to appreciate. If you look at verse 4 of the text, Paul says, I want to give thanks for Priscilla and Aquila. They laid down their lives for me. If you look at verse 6, he said, I want to thank Mary. Mary bestowed much labor on us. If you look at verse 12, he said, I really appreciate Tryphena and Tryphosa, these two twin sisters who labor in the Lord. You know what Paul was saying? Not only am I going to acknowledge people, but Paul said, I'm going to appreciate people. If you want to give people compassion, you not only acknowledge them, but you appreciate people. You appreciate people. Now, you know, I studied these 27 people. And you know what I learned? Over half of them were either slaves or women. Now, you got to understand, in this culture, Roman culture of this day, the women had no legal standing. They were equivalent with the slaves, which is very wrong. So over half of these people could do nothing to help Paul. You know what tells me a lot about people? It tells me a lot about people by how they treat people who can do nothing for them. How they treat people who perhaps their economic status is not where their economic status is. And perhaps their status in every other way, educational or financial or relational, it's not equivalent to theirs. But how do they treat people who perhaps many others would consider less than? Let me tell you something. We ought to appreciate all people. We ought to appreciate all people. We ought to appreciate all people. You know why we ought to appreciate all people? Oh, I will. (laughs) Genesis 1 and 27, look what it says. So God created man in his own image. You said, Brother Benny, I'm nobody. Oh, yes, you are. You're wonderfully and gloriously created in the image of God. You're wonderfully and gloriously. It doesn't matter if you're wealthy or you're on welfare. You're wonderfully and gloriously created in the image of God. God created the world, the rocks, the reels, the hoes, the hills, the birds, bees, the flowers, and the trees. He created all. And he created all, and he said, this is good what God said. He said, this is good. (laughs) But then he created man and woman. And look what he said in Genesis 1 and 31. And God saw everything he'd made. Now, this is after he'd made man and woman. And he said, it's very good. (laughs) What did God do? Here's what he did. God created man, and he said, that's good. That's good. But you know what God said? He said, but I can do better. (laughs) (laughs) And then he created woman. Amen? (laughs) 
How did Paul exemplify compassion? He acknowledged people, but ladies and gentlemen, he just appreciated people. Old Mamie Adams would go down to the post office. Mamie Adams would go down there every year. And one year she was down there at the post office at Christmas. She was standing in a long line. And they tapped Mamie on the shoulder. They said, Mamie, go right over there. There's a stamp machine. You don't have to stand in this long line to get Christmas, get stamps to put on your Christmas cards. There's a stamp machine right over there. Mamie said, oh, but that stamp machine won't ask about my arthritis. <laughs> See, let me say this and I'll move. We need to express appreciation to people. If somebody's meant something to you, tell them. Tell them. Tell them. You say, well, it goes without saying. Sad to say, sometimes it does. But tell them. Because I believe appreciation to somebody is powerful. I'm not talking about a smoke blower. I don't believe in that. I'm not going to do that. But I'm talking about genuinely letting people know you appreciate them. And then, folks, there's appreciation too, and then there's appreciation for. It's powerful to express appreciation for people in front of their peers. It's powerful to express appreciation for people in front of their family. You start bragging on your husband, it'll get back to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll get back to him. There's appreciation too, and there's appreciation for. I remember the first degree I completed, an associate's degree from Covington Seminary. Nobody in my family had ever gone to college. Most of them, many of them were in jail. One girl that I went to school with, they said, Benny Tate's preaching now, and she said, yes, and I'm a flying nun. True story, I went back home. Barbara and I was talking about it the other day. I went back home, and the judge came to hear me preach. His name was Judge Nelson Lane. And after I finished preaching, I went back at the door, and Judge Lane walked back. He said, I knew your family growing up. I said, yes. He said, I remember when you all ran the nightclubs and the taverns. I said, yes. I remember when you all were selling whiskey illegally. I said, yes. I remember when you were selling it out the back door. I said, yes. <laughs> he said, Benny, I always thought you would stand before me. I just never thought it would be in a pulpit. I was graduating. First degree. Nobody in our family had graduated. Barbara, this mild little girl sitting out there in the crowd. Dr. R.H. Brown called the name, an associate's degree. Vincent Benny Tate. And when he called Vincent Benny Tate, Barbara stood up to her feet. She threw her arms out. She said, That's my baby. <laughs> See, folks, it's powerful to give appreciation to, and it's powerful to give appreciation for. But let me tell you the last thing that Paul did. <laughs> he affirmed people. He affirmed people. If you look at verse 7, look what he said. Andronicus and Juno, he said, by the way, guys, I just want you to know, you guys were a big deal to the apostles. <laughs> and then if you look down 
at the next verse, verse 13. He said, Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother. He affirmed Rufus, and he said, By the way, Rufus' mama was like a mama to me. You know what Paul understood? All people respond to praises and raises. You know what Paul understood? Is everybody wants to be affirmed. One little boy said, Dad, let's play darts. <laughs> I'll throw and you say wonderful. <laughs> you know something the Bible says you're supposed to do daily and I'm supposed to do daily? Exhort one another daily according to Hebrews 3 and 13. So every day we're supposed to exhort and we're supposed to encourage and we're supposed to lift one another up. You say, Pastor, I don't know where to start. A good place to start would be in your home. A good place to start affirming would be in your family. A good place to start would be with your husband. It would be with your wife. It would be with your children. Because if we're going to give people compassion, that means affirming people. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that's what people need. We all need affirmation. We all need encouragement. We all need to be lifted up. And some people don't know how to do it. I had a lady tell me the other day, bless her heart, she meant good. But she said, Pastor, every sermon you preach is better than the next one. Kind of like, you don't sweat much for a big girl. That's just not a compliment. <laughs> Somebody says, I can't believe he says what he says. If you only knew what I pushed out. <laughs> One lady, every Sunday, she would say, Pastor, what a warm message. What a warm message. God bless you. What a warm message. And finally, after about a month, I said, ma'am, can I see you after the service? <laughs> what is all this deal? What a warm message. What does that mean? She said, not so hot. <laughs> you know what I know? Everybody needs to be acknowledged. Everybody needs to be appreciated, and everybody needs to be affirmed. But I read about a teacher, and the teacher said to her class, she said, I want you to take a sheet of paper, and I want you to write down the names of everybody in the class, everybody in the class. And she said, after you write down the names of everybody in the class, I want you to leave a space between the names. And she said, here's what I want you to do. In the space between the names, I want you to write down every nice thing you can think of about that person. And then that teacher compiled all those papers, and she took all that information, and she gave it to those individual students. Every nice thing that was said about Mark, she gave to Mark. Every nice thing that was said about Sally, she gave to Sally. Everything that was said about Harry, she gave to Harry. She just gave it to him on a piece of paper. And they started saying things like, boy, I never knew he thought that about me. 
I, I, I didn't even think she liked me. I, I, I didn't know she thought I was good in that area. That teacher said, I just did it. And she said, then one day I heard that a young man in our class, in class that I taught, Mark, had been killed in military battle. And she said, I went to the funeral. And the mother and dad came up to me after the funeral, and they said, are you Mrs. So-and-so, the teacher? And she said, yes, I am. And they said, we just want to tell you, when Mark was found dead in his wallet, he had that piece of paper. He carried it with him every day, every day, every day. And as they was telling the teacher that, a guy named Charlie walked up, and Charlie said, I've still got mine, too, in my top desk drawer. And Marilyn said, you know, I keep mine. I keep it in my diary. And Chuck said, I keep mine in my wedding album. And the teacher said, you know, I guess every one of my students kept them. I guess they all kept them. Because, see, folks, everybody needs affirmation. Let me tell you, if I'm going to be like Jesus, i got to realize something. I hadn't taken it off. I don't take it off. My band, I don't take it off. I just keep it on. It's not about me. It's not about me. I want to acknowledge other people. I want to acknowledge other people. I want to appreciate other people. And I want to affirm other people. Because that's what God's called us to do. You say, Pastor, how do, how, how, how do you know that that's what God's called us to do? This today, I know we're in different campuses and they had different music. But in this campus, the Milner campus, when we sing, Worthy is the Lamb, I, I, I got emotional because I started thinking about what the Lord did for me. I got to thinking about Romans 5 and 8. But God commendeth his love to me. He demonstrated his love to me. And while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. I thought about 1 John 4 19. This says we love him because he first loved us. So why, why, folks, should I acknowledge people? Why should I appreciate people? Why should I affirm people? Isn't that what the Lord did for us? Wasn't he the initiator in this whole relationship? Wasn't he the one who stepped out and loved us when we were unlovable and cared about us when we didn't care? So shouldn't I incorporate and appropriate that into my life and do it for other people? Because people need compassion. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. 
It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin, and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make. And thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.